Hey, everybody. This is Danny. And I'm Nick. And you're here for another spectacular listening experience that is Sister Shelves. We hope it's spectacular because, boy, was this a dumb pick. (laughs) Well, that let the cat out of the bag really fast. (laughs) Sorry. You know, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. This book, I'm sure, uh, was lovingly and carefully crafted, but... Yeah, a little bit of a dud. Yeah, quite quite a bit of a dud. What what book are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about A Lady Awakened by Cecilia Grant. And let me tell you, I don't think the lady was awake at all during this book. <laughs> yeah, she's like comatose. <laughs> she is the definition of a Regency lady. This is the most non-libidinous character I think I've ever experienced. In yeah. Yeah, like I I'm just not really saying, wanted to say non libidinous. <laughs> I'm not saying like imagine if your grandmother was in this book, but imagine if your grandmother was I'm in this book. I'm not putting that on my. I'm not putting that on my granny. I will. Yeah. Okay. So, Lady <laughs> Awaken. First of all, let me preface this by saying we chose this book. I was definitely influenced by the cover. And you were also influenced by another podcast that I'm not going to name because I hope they found out that this book also sucked. Yes, but I liked the cover. It's it's a, a beautiful young sexy. lady, kind of damsel in distress, like laying backward, like fainting. Couch. I think she even has like a hand yeah. up over her head in a beautiful gown, and I thought, oh, this is going to be dramatic and glamorous. Wrong. This book could have been written in like twenty five pages. Yeah. It would have been a great short story. Cold, rigid shrew. <laughs> but, oh my god, we just renamed it. I'm sorry, Cecilia Grant. I know you made money off of this, but I hope you shouldn't have. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's <clears throat> gift our listeners with a brief synopsis of A Lady Awakened. All right, cool. So I read this on my Kindle, so I have the Nick synopsis. <laughs> Okay. Because I rewrote it. Oh, an original. Uh-huh. Let's hope it's better than the book. I mean, it's still kind of boring because the <laughs> book is boring. Okay, so Martha Russell, the worst name for a woman, was recently widowed, and she knows her time in Sussex is numbered, as her brother-in-law will be arriving soon to take over. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. She didn't produce an heir. So sad. So nothing is hers. Her dreams of a school to educate the children, specifically the girls, will end because her brother-in-law will have different plans. So, guess what she does? (laughs) She propositions her fucking neighbor. Her new neighbor. Her new neighbor. He's been there for, like, two weeks. Yes, they they meet once, I think, before this is In church when he's asleep. Oh, and she already doesn't like him. Exactly. And she goes, will you inseminate me, please? And he says, sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, okay, keep going, keep going, sorry. Um, that's the end. Uh, my synopsis, because that's basically it. Let's. I'm just going to suspend my judgment just briefly, so we can get through our our next part here. On the spicy <clears throat> scale, how many peppers did I mean, you give this book? Like 1.5, because there were sex scenes, but like, girl did not enjoy them. I gave it just one because even though, like you said, there were moments of coupling, <laughs> um, it was frigid and and honestly unhealthy uh-huh like very unhealthy and very unpleasant to read yeah so okay i'm glad we're on the same page there yeah on the cheese side of things how many cheeses i gave three and i'm gonna tell you why because of this 
thought process of Mr. Merkwitz, whose name is Theo, by the way. Uh, no, no, no. What Theophilus is his full name. It's but like he, Mia Thermopolis. I know. I Can I just move the entire tabletop? You should really do something about that. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> construction of this finest. The, uh, the, the line that made me give it three Jesus was um, something or other about his, her large boobs and his large hands and how it would just be <laughs> amazing. And I was kind of like... Did a dude write this book? I I also gave it three cheeses. Um, I think because, dear listeners, a, a good portion of this book is dedicated to dairy farming. And Which I enjoyed because I love cows. Oh, it was just so odd. It was. It's really, she's divided between this... Um, match that she's made with her new neighbor to become pregnant without any sort of enjoyment and then also going out into the community and helping people but she doesn't really help Help anyone anyone. (laughs) yeah okay the only one she really helps is mrs weaver 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 what about overall stars i gave it two same because i did read it i do have some entertaining things to say (laughs) clearly um, but yeah. And you know what? One of our mutual friends asked me last night what what I rated the book, and I told her, and she goes, oh my god, me too, it was horrible. Well, and but the girl sad, stuck it out. The sad part, the sad part in my reader heart, is that the... Some people buy this, that's the sad part. Well, no, that Theo, I thought, was a likable character. He was. I liked his character a lot. The... He just wanted some action. The Martha character is just... She's Terrible. Horrid. And then... Just the, the the plot, it just, um, I, as you know, read a good deal of books set in this era. Yep. I enjoy historical fiction. Mm-hmm. I influenced our partnership to take on this, this crapshoot of a book. You don't get to vote next time. <laughs> um, so I've read good Regency books. I've read good, like, potential disinheritance books. <laughs> like, this is not an uncommon. <laughs> this ain't no Bridgerton. It's not an uncommon plot. However, yeah, it's just too much dairy for me. Yes. Too much dairy. And thatch roofs. Thatch roofs, mm. wheat. Mm. Which I guess they probably put on the roofs. So on that note, if you did or did not enjoy this book and you want to try to read a Regency-type book, obviously the Bridgerton series by Julia Quinn is an option. Not my favorite, but The Siren of Sussex by Mimi Matthews. That one is good. Is she awakened? Um, she's or is al- it not that kind she's, of book? She's always awake. It's more like empowered female, nice. stands on her own, good love story. Yeah. And it's London. It's not rural, even though it says Sussex. Not, like it, a lot of it is dairy farming in the city. London. There are, I don't think there are any cows. Well, fuck them. There should always be a cow. <laughs> okay. Um, casting. <clears throat> Who did you cast for Chili Miss Martha? Well, number one. If this were made into a movie, I would say do something else. Do it's anything be, else than watch it. It's going to be a PB. What is it? Uh, PBS, PBS masterclass. Yes, yes. And and that's no shade on PBS because they've got good stuff. But the pace of this would have to be. Slow. Oh my god! So so true. So Martha, the most boring human in the entire world. I said Daisy Ridley. Oh yeah, she's also kind of boring. Well, she has like I, one facial expression. I, it's I don't know about that. RBF. 
She's pretty. She's brunette. Yeah, and again, like, this character is described as pretty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But her personality is that of a ball of dust. (laughs) As is apparently her nether regions. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Um, I chose Emily Blunt. I think she does a really good series. Okay, Argument. This girl's 21 in this book. And you Emily said Blunt is it like didn't 40. matter. It doesn't matter because I have cast Americans in British books. Okay, do you not also think that Martha's character is like 99? <laughs> <laughs> she might be. She's dusty crusty. Um, okay. What about for Theophilus? <laughs> the- Theophilus Mirkwood. Again. Don't ever watch this movie if it got made. James McAvoy. Who's that? I'm sorry. You, what? <laughs> I don't know who that fuck? is. You don't know who that is? Um, have you seen uh, the newer X-Men movies? No. He, okay, never mind. Um, he plays the young D- Dr. Xavier. Um, what, what, why you look for, or tell me okay. your person. So that was I a will, wasted casting. I am upset, honestly. Okay. My Theophilus is Jacob Elordi from Euphoria. He's tall. Okay, okay. He's not kind of grumpy looking. No, he's twenty six. So actually, exactly the same as Mirkwood's age. Yes. Um, Have you seen Split or Glass or Atonement? No, James. No, no. You haven't seen Atonement. (laughs) James McAvoy is in it. Okay, is he in Gossip Girl? No. Then this is what he looks like. No. Oh, okay, okay. He looks honestly. Yeah, James McAvoy should always have facial hair, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. I also cast Theophilus's. Um, friend chaperone, yes, because he's a bit of a rake and he kind of gets sent to Sussex to straighten up. And I cast, or did he always belong there? Oh Lord, I, I think cast he did. Alfred Pennyworth, who is Batman's butler in The Dark Knight. That's not his name. That's the character's name. Okay, clearly, then I've disrespected this man. What's his name? <laughs> his name. You know who I mean. Yes, I do, but I can't think of his name right now because there's a lot of old men floating through my head. Hold on. <laughs> Alfred, he's the in perfect old man. Batman. Character. Oh, you know what? Now that you say that, it's my Michael Caine. Oh yeah. Or is sorry. It, if you say Michael Caine, it sounds just like how he says his name. Sorry, Michael Caine. <laughs> my bad. He, he might be dead. Oh, then any apologies to anyone who was offended. Anyway, so I chose him. No, he's still alive. Wow, he's ninety. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he'd be a great Mirkwood. Chaperone. Yeah, but I don't think he was that old. No, not at the time. Anyway. Of course not. Anyway. I digress. Yes. At this point, uh, you know how we feel about the book. If you have not read it. Don't. (laughs) Just listen to us talk about it. It'll be a better experience than reading it. Spoilers to come. Mom, I'm sorry that you're making such an effort to read this god-awful piece of shit. (laughs) Okay. So, favorite part or favorite character? Um... Honestly, the cows. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't you have cows. I don't really have a favorite character. Um, the, this this scene that I really liked. Okay, so she Martha gets zero enjoyment out of the sexual intercourse, and that she, she and Theo has. She puts a lot of effort into not enjoying. Yes, it. a lot. Like she's probably like balancing her checkbook, thinking about the laundry she has you to do the next day. Me? Have you watched The Handmaid's Tale? No. Okay, in The Handmaid's but Tale, I've seen some clips. The, the rich the wife girl? Yeah. stands in the room, <clears throat> and is like right beside yeah. as the rich husband has sex with other people. Pretty much non-consensual sex yes. with the with the handmaid. Yes. That's what this reminded me of. Yeah, but like there's no one watching them. 
Except for maybe her self-conscious. Uh, conscious? Re- that's conscious. just what, that's what it reminds. No, that, that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, she's, she's not enjoying it. There, other than the, so, okay, the, my, my two favorite scenes. All right, let's hear it. Okay, the first one. There is a time where she thinks, maybe if I give him a hand job, that'll be enough, and then I'll just, whatever. I don't know what she was thinking. But there's a hand job scene, and I thought that scene was written so beautifully, because that's what every woman thinks of when they're encountering a penis. <laughs> like, what is it? Why does it look like that? <laughs> what do I do with it? Um. So yeah, I thought that was funny, and I laughed out loud, and my husband did not understand what I was laughing about, and I was not willing to tell him. Um, so the other thing that had me laughing hysterically is there's some line kind of toward the beginning of the book where she's like, if, if you think that God created man first and then woman, like there is definitely some dramatic improvement because like women are better than men. And I just thought that was hilarious. Because she is a bit of a feminist. She is. I mean, she's trying to get young girls educated. She's trying to be strategic and manipulate a way to stay in charge of the estate so that people can be taken care of. And keep her rapist brother-in-law away. Right. Which is great. She, outside of this arrangement with Mirkwood, does have some redeeming qualities. She does. She's just so stiff. She's like a starched shirt or a board. And it takes almost the entire book for her not to be that stiff. Yeah, see, Danny finished this book first, which I don't think has ever happened. I read this really quickly just because it was like, okay, let's. when is this going to change? And she goes, you're going to get to the middle of the book and be like, when the fuck does she awaken? And then I got to 75% of the book and I was like, she's not awake yet. Yeah. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, that wasn't enough. And I don't feel like she really made many discoveries for herself. Mm-mm. The only thing she really discovered, she already knew it about herself. That yeah, she could she, do it on her own. She kind of stays the same. I mean, I don't know that maybe she... Felt like she wasn't going to find a love match. But then I do kind of feel like she had a crush on the preacher. So I think she knew she was yeah. capable of having yeah. feelings for someone. It was just kind of bizarre. Yeah. And, like, the jealousy that Theo felt about the preacher was hilarious, too. Because, like, yes. he was just living his just vibing, living his own life. Being a preacher man, and Theo's like, he's looking at her. They're talking. I did kind of think for a time that maybe they were. I thought so, too. But Like, like going to pursue a relationship. Yeah. yeah. I think my favorite part was just Theo's character. Mm-hmm. I liked when he went home and was with his parents. You kind of got, like, an insight into, um, you know, his dad was kind of rough and gruff and everything. But the mom and the sisters were like, we've got your back. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed him. I think he would have he would have been a great feature in another book. Yeah. And <clears throat> you know, if you do read this book, there's entertainment quality in his character. Like yeah. and there's you know, he entered into the agreement like just kind of like, "Hey, I already have a shitty name for myself in London. Like why does it matter what I'm doing here?" Right. He gets and he the was full bored. character arc. Yeah, and he was bored. I enjoyed him. Yeah. What was the worst part of the book for you? Or something you did not like. I just so it's not the it's not the book itself. I don't care for Edwardian prose or whatever it's called, uh, written by modern day authors. I think they're trying to copy too much of people who've been there done that. Um, <clears throat> it's forced, uh, but I love it from authors of the time period. So I think that's my I complaint. We haven't even really mentioned that yet. It is written. Um, like in 
for lack of a better term, like old English. Yeah. Which took a second to and it's, get into. It's not super consistent, the the prose. Like sometimes it's super it seemed really modern. Other times it was like, oh, we back in the dark ages. So yeah, I just I didn't care for that. It had nothing to do with like the content of the book other yeah. than like, oh my god, the book. But yeah, I just I don't I don't vibe with that. That's probably I, why I haven't read Bridgerton or the other book you said. I don't think Bridgerton's written like that. I at I all. wouldn't know. Yeah, no. <clears throat> um and the other one isn't either. Yeah. I did not care for the ending of this book. I thought it was very strange that she would go against her own values so dramatically to make this arrangement with a stranger and then when it's in her grasp let someone else have the estate. Yep. I thought that was very Yeah, like the whole thing she worked for the entire book she gave to right. her sister-in-law. Right, who she really does not know. Doesn't know her, but she feels bad because it was supposed to be her nephew's inheritance. Right. And she's taking it away from It them. just seemed kind of ignorant, like, that you would go to these lengths and not already know that the <clears throat> brother-in-law had children. They were right. babies. But it's like, the communication, like, just doesn't happen throughout the entire book. No. Like, and I realize, you know, they're riding the communication on horses to the person right. that it belongs to, but... But she's been oh with my this, God. the husband before he passed for a while. Like, yeah, but it doesn't seem like they really talked. And this brother-in-law lived... At the estate for a period of time. So it just before, seems odd Yeah, but I think me. before she married into the family. It just but a weird ending. Yeah, it was, it was weird. But she does get Mirkwood's property. She gets everything she wants. Yeah. Just not that house. Right. Which I don't think it mattered to her, that house. So maybe that's her full circle moment is that yeah. she <clears throat> changes enough in her what she prioritizes that she's willing to give up the estate and feels comfortable enough leaving those people. I don't know. It just felt... And I think with so many romance books, it happened in maybe the last, what, like 30 pages or something? Yeah. Like, and it was just rapid like, at the end. Yeah, too neat of a bow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad she got her happily ever after, but Theo, oh my God, try something different in the bedroom next time. I think he tried everything he could. <laughs> he, okay, he honestly I did. mean, he was working with a with two a, by four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so no need to talk about this book anymore. Nope. No need. We will not be reading the second one. I would advise you not to read the second one. And it's, I mean, it's a lot like the Bridgerton Wait, is there arc. like a follow? It's like the, whatever, fan, the Blackthorn, Blackshear Black family. There's another one, but it's a different member of her family. I don't like when series do that. I don't either. It's so disappointing me about Bridgerton, which oh, I only watched the TV show. I didn't read the books, but I. They're semi-connected. I mean, they, they reference so. the other siblings, but. Yeah, after you watch or read the first Bridgerton book, it's like, I want I want more of the, the Duke. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Okay, what are we reading next? <clears throat> so, uh, next, we are going to read Forever Never by Lucy Score. I'm excited about this Yeah, book. which, you know, my my aunt actually gave me this book, and she was like, it wasn't for me. And I was okay. like, okay, okay, it's probably for me. So, I'm just going to read the first couple of sentences of the Goodread synopsis here. Okay. Uh, you don't fall for your brother's high school sweetheart, your boss's daughter, or your ex-wife's best friend, especially when they're all the same woman. Um, under Britt Callahan's mile-wide chest beats a loyal heart with a few cracks in it. He's a steadfast, overprotective type. Blah, 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 blah. Um, it sounds good. The cover art is beautiful. Oh, I didn't look at that. Oh, I didn't show it to you. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah. It honestly oh, okay. kind of looks like if you're in Forks, Washington, what you would see. Hmm. I don't know why I'm on Twilight, because I talked about Twilight before we started this in a weird roundabout way. Um, So, yeah, that's what we're reading uh, next month. But what are you reading right now? 
So I'm almost through Eleanor Lippmann's book, Rachel to the Rescue, yeah. which is a political comedy about a young girl who works in the Trump White House. Interesting. And gets fired. And as she's leaving, gets hit by a car. Oh, no. Of someone connected to the president. Uh, so <laughs> it's... And then she ends up working for, like, almost like a... Not a tabloid writer, but somebody who writes books. And so it's... it's I just... Honestly, I just pulled it straight off the library shelf, and I thought the cover that's, looked good. Yeah, that's how so, you do it at the library. It's okay. Nice. So I'm reading a book that my husband has not left me alone about for about a month and a half. Okay. Um, it's called The Book Eaters by Sonny Dean. And it is about a, basically a cult, a group of families who eat books to sustain themselves. I believe they can also eat human food, but they don't really talk about it a lot. Um, Think about uh, book vampires, basically. I do like So they have books on hand to literally eat. I'm just thinking about Edward again now. I know, I know. Yeah, so, um, you know, this society, women are held in high regard because they're rare, but their only purpose is to procreate. And so one of... In that society? In that society, not in Twilight. I'm just saying, it seems like this society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of. So one of the young females um, decides to kind of break from the mold and tries to escape. Okay, cool, so, cool. Yeah, there's a bunch of other weird stuff that I don't really understand what's going on. Uh, but that's okay. And now your husband is mowing. Thanks a lot. <laughs> that's all we have for today. Cows. No sexual awakening. And a good-looking preacher. Yep. And uh, you should follow us on Instagram, sistershelves underscore podcast. That's right. And until next time, bye. Bye.